to review the meditation instructions over the past few days since the retreat began. keeping the breath in mind as an exclusive object as much as possible. So that we come back to the breathing time and time again. Because our attention moves off the breathing. We're learning how to come back gradually, gently, without any blame or judgment just to come back. To do this is a kind of of renunciation in itself because we're being able, we're being asked to let go of all the enticing, fascinating, powerful themes that come up in the mind. We're being asked to disentangle ourselves from any entanglements. exchange all of these preoccupations for one, the in-breath and the out-breath. We've been encouraged to (coughs) not only to bring attention, to carry our mindfulness to the breath, Also, to get in close contact to touch the breathing to come to examine and to know it the one exception to these instructions with if something has become problematic If something from the realm of the non-breath has pulled your attention away over and over and over again, if you wish, you could expand your field of attention and briefly take that into account. Examine restlessness or bodily discomfort or whatever while breathing in, while breathing out. But always the aim has been to come back to the breathing. So that the mind could still itself as it converges more and more with the breathing. 
which also means it converges with stillness, with calm. Staying with this one object, becoming one with it, becoming absorbed in it, attention uniting itself with it, brings together all the scattered, dispersed energies of the mind. They become unified around the breathing. just as a magnifying glass gathers the the rays of the sun and focuses them on a point. This practice, when done with some continuity and balance over a period of time, brings with it an unwavering quality of mind and great serenity. Happiness and joy. the mind learns how to seclude itself from all the wild energies that are making demands on it, an inner seclusion, and in that seclusion finds a certain measure of happiness. In this next phase of the practice, the vipassana, or insight meditation, having calmed the mind down to some degree, we now have a rather different attitude. Rather than exclusively being with one object, the attitude that we learn now is how to be totally open.
the joy and peace of a concentrated mind. The joy and peace of a concentrated mind isn't liberation. Or you could say it's a temporary kind. But it puts us in a position, it enables us to begin to do the work of wisdom, of seeing deeply and clearly, of letting go. Letting go of any burden that we may have, obvious and gross, or very, very subtle. Letting go of the attachment to any of the creations of the mind or the body. The image of the spider in the web, I hope it will be helpful. Please don't overinterpret it or get hooked on it. It's just an image. But now, continuing to be with our breathing, and if you wish, you can join me in it, even if your mind doesn't feel too calm at this moment, just to begin to taste this other process a little bit. So the mode of practice. spider is right in the center of its web, concentrated, calm. And in intimate contact with whatever turns up in the web. The web here for us is as vast as the mind itself. And so anything that you may have read about or heard about regarding Buddhist practice, Dharma, or other spiritual practice, if it exists, it can turn up in this web. And now the practice becomes one of just coming to rest in the naturalness of sitting and breathing. A certain amount of effort is needed, but not struggle. Very different. to learn how to take it easy and do nothing. But this doing nothing is not laziness. It's quite an art. It means that we have no agenda, no menu, no projects, no calculations, no schemes for self-improvement or otherwise. And when any of these projects turn up, 
fabrications of the mind, they themselves are objects of meditation in the net, in the web. So we just sit and breathe. Being as relaxed and as alert as we're able to be. And surrender, surrendering to this moment, just this, this breath, this bodily ache, this worry, this joy, whatever turns up in the net, in the web, we bring full attention to, we experience it thoroughly while breathing in and breathing out. At the beginning, for most of us, it feels as if the breath goes into the background. Our primary focus is something that is turned up in the web. But we're in touch with the breathing. The breathing aligned with mindfulness, nourishing mindfulness, helping to keep mindfulness steady, flowing. Clear. And what do we surrender to? We've been learning surrender on the breathing in a very small way. Learning how to allow the breath to just be what it is, to let it happen rather than try to make it happen. Learning how to attend to each breath, no matter what its quality or length, pleasantness or unpleasantness, just because it's there, attending to it in the form that it's in. And now we're expanding that capacity to let things be. As different moods come in and out of the net, the web, as the condition of the body keeps changing, as sounds come in and out of the range of hearing, images float through the mind. Whatever it is that turns up in the web, and it's not that we have to figure out what that is, it captures our attention. As soon as it lands in the web, there's this intimate connection with mindfulness. And we're sitting right in the middle, breathing in and breathing out. If nothing much is happening, if there's stillness, just be with the breath, carefully. 
experiencing the stillness. If the stillness ends and annoyance turns up, we give our full care and attention to annoyance or planning. Doesn't really matter. We have no agenda. So another way of putting what's been said is that we learn to sit right in the middle of our experience. Anchored in the breathing, but open. And whatever turns up is welcome and perfect as material for practice. Perfect simply because it's there. It's what our life is in that moment. Sitting right in the middle, in the midst of our experience. Changing experience from moment to moment. put still another way. We're learning the art of simply being ourselves. Permitting whatever is there to be there, to arise, to operate for as long as it wishes, to fully experience it as it passes away. As we learn to do this, all the while being supported by conscious breathing, we see everything liberate itself. Our job is to look carefully, to become one with what's there to allow it to run its, nat- run its natural course. If you find that sitting like a spider in the middle of your web, you're having a hard time doing it, you get caught up in the web yourself identifying with things, getting lost in the objects of mind and body. Probably it's a suggestion that you go back to the shamatha practice, just go back to the breath as an exclusive object. Sometimes all that's needed are a few breaths and you feel steady, grounded, And then you can return to the open field to free attention. At other times you may find that it's best to finish out the sitting, 
being with the breath as an exclusive object. And our practice now is the art of learning how to calm and concentrate the mind, how to withdraw from that concentration and to take the strength of it and bring it into the wider field of our life to see the arising and passing away of everything and to do that as long as it's fruitful, if it's fruitful, if we're able to see this process without getting caught in it. If we tire, if the mind becomes fuzzy, We always have our good friend, the breath, to come back to, to fine-tune our attention. And then once again, when we feel calm and steady enough to open the field, each person will proceed at a very different pace. Some of you, in trying this, may decide that it's best for you to do mainly shamatha work, using the breath as an exclusive object, and from time to time, venturing forth and investigating some strong pattern of something, occurrence of something. You'll have to be the judge. And if there's confusion, bring it up in interview. Sittings vary one from the other. There's no way of knowing or predicting. As a general rule, it's best to begin each sitting right from the beginning starting with the in-breath and the (coughs) out-breath. Calming down. Sometimes the calm comes almost immediately. That is to say, the thoughts become fewer. Major pulls from the mind and the body become fewer. The breath flows freely entering and exiting more freely. We feel fit, ready to just be ourselves, just sit and be ourselves and see what turns up while breathing while carefully experiencing our life in that moment. Resting in the naturalness of it all, learning how to do that. Learning how to take it easy and do nothing.
the condition of your mind and your body at this moment is just what it is. Whatever that condition is, it's perfect for practice. The full range of experience is welcome. Even when we hate having something come, a certain mood of fear or pain, that aversion itself is welcome. This is a very big web. The breath simply helps us stay grounded in our experience, the experience of this moment. Just the way it is now. We don't have to name it, analyze it, categorize it, explain it. We have to experience it. The practice is about intimacy, intimacy with ourselves. As the breath through practice becomes more and more vivid, it becomes easier and quite natural. To receive support from the conscious breathing as we focus into whatever turns up. Whether the breath feels like it's in the background or sometimes, and perhaps more and more as we go on, it feels not so much in the background, but as a unified field of breathing and whatever else. attitude of our practice is one of a good host. All guests are taken good care of, even the unruly ones, we take care of them in some way. We allow life to unfold according to its own lawfulness. Letting go of the tendency to regulate, control, edit, interpret, repress, suppress, avoid modify, change, add on to, subtract from, 
all that. Just be, just sit and breathe. Be in the present moment. And enjoy the show. We never know what's going to turn up from one moment to the next. Enjoy the show. Our practice now is offers a full range of possibilities. Working with the breathing in what is probably a quite a familiar way to now. Focusing entirely on the breathing, calming and steadying the mind. And that's time well spent. Whatever helps us calm and steady and concentrate the mind and bring some of the peace and calm that comes with such steadiness, is time well spent. We all need that kind of nourishment, help. 
And if you feel in a given sitting, typically starting the sitting off with the breath in a quite familiar way, and then if the mind settles down, and extending the field of attention. Just sitting and breathing. While we're sitting and breathing, we can hear the sound of birds, movement in the room, thoughts coming by, coming and going. And sometimes a very strong mood comes over us or uh, discomfort in the body, great joy or some sorrow that we have to, that has come up, that arises in consciousness. The focus of attention goes to that. Fully and thoroughly examining that object while breathing in, while breathing out. Here, we're not looking at the breath in quite the same way. You wouldn't have anywhere near the same precise sense of the breathing, but you're in touch with it. You keep the breath in mind as you investigate, look carefully into. Again, investigate doesn't mean think. It's a keen interest in in what's happening to you. Conscious breathing, whether you experience it in the background or perhaps later on, or from time to time, it it feels like a unified field of breathing and seeing what's happening. In looking carefully at what is happening, whether it's in the physical realm or in the mind. Seeing if we can let it be, just as we've been learning to allow the breath to follow its own nature. Can we allow our moods, our bodily conditions to follow their own lawfulness? And so the careful interest in what, in what is happening doesn't mean trying to change anything. We're not adding or subtracting, trying to fix anything. Just knowing it as intimately as we can. As we become more able to do this, more familiar with the range of emotional and mental states and bodily conditions, 
the mind quite naturally can also begin to see that no matter what those conditions are, they arise and they pass away. And they lack self. There's not an enduring core. Whatever it is, it comes and then it goes. Beginning to see that even our deepest fears are like this. Empty, which doesn't mean they don't exist. They do exist, but not in quite the way in which we think they do. And as you see over time, the arising and passing away of everything. It's simply another way of saying the same thing, seeing the same thing from a slightly different angle. To learn that they lack self, autonomy, independence, And it becomes easier to be with this flow of inner events. At times, not much is happening. We're just breathing and experiencing the stillness. If we find that our attention is going out of focus, that we get caught up, caught in, bitten by, hurt by the events of the mind, that we're really unable to keep setting mindfulness on what's happening. Often the best thing to do is simply to return to the breathing. Regain your composure, steadiness, clarity. And either come back to the practice of the spider, just being open to whatever turns up. No programs, no calculations, just sitting, taking it easy, doing nothing, but being alert while breathing. The breath is always there anyway. And each one of us learning this art of knowing when to practice shamatha, when to practice vipassana, so that they work smoothly and in total collaboration the way a right and a left hand work together. Some of us will be doing shamatha more, some of us will be doing vipassana more. Each one of us has to learn the art of guiding our own practice And life itself teaches us how to do that.
if we think the mind is calm enough to do some insight work, but then when we attempt to do it, we find that we get lost in a lot of what's happening, then nature is teaching us to go back, calm ourselves, clarify our attention, and then at some point, renew the Vipassana work. Some of you are relatively new to the practice and you may feel that you want to finish the retreat doing mainly shamatha. That's fine. That would be time well spent. <laughs> 